0: This is the Outback Way Podcast, proudly sponsored by our HEMA Guidebook and Atlas. Welcome to the Outback Way Podcast. I am Helen Lewis. Buckle up as we take you on Australia's longest shortcut, a journey through the heart of Australia. Welcome to the Outback Way Podcast. Today it gives me great pleasure to welcome Louise Merkins, who has done extensive travelling around Australia over the last eight years and is here today to share her story with us. Louise, welcome, and uh, I'm really looking forward to covering all those places you've been to and uh, all the experiences
1: you've had, so welcome. Thanks, Ellen, and I'm looking forward to talking about my experiences. Anyone that wants to listen, I'll talk. Yeah, terrific, perfect podcast talent.
0: <laughs> so you've really, I mean, you've put your map on the Caravan and Camping Australia, which is also on our uh, Facebook page, and uh, on the Outback Way Facebook page and you have done the Outback Way but you've done extensive amounts of the east and the central parts of Australia and the west coast. So tell us what was the trigger for you to hop in the van? What are you travelling in? Are you
1: travelling in a van or are you travelling in a vehicle? It's a caravan. We've got a, at the moment it's a 21 foot 6 traveller I suppose you'll call it semi off road caravan and a 200 series Land Cruiser. Okay, great, excellent.
0: What triggered you to hop out of the front door and hop in into the the vehicle? It was a big decision.
1: Uh, <laughs> a lot of people. Um, I think the big decisions my whole life. I think i bought brought up on a property, sort of not too isolated, but between Tamworth and Manila. My parents virtually didn't spend money on clothes and exotic foods or anything, it was travelling that was our life, you know, visiting somewhere for school holidays and then mum and dad when they retired they bought the first camper van, which was a high ace and took off, but they kept of it having to go back to Brisbane where they retired to when there was an issue with the house that they hadn't rented or sold. And I decided I wanted to do something similar, but there was no way I was going to keep coming back because that doubles your cost with the fuel cost every time you have to head home. I was lucky enough to meet John probably about three years before I retired and convinced him to come traveling with me. Terrific. And your previous career was? I was a mathematics teacher in New South Wales. Ah, terrific. And also nice to have a
0: travelling companion to actually, you know, share the journey with because otherwise it can be, I guess, a, a little bit like you wonder why you're doing it really unless, you know, it's, it's nice to have someone to share things with, isn't it?
1: Definitely. I think if I hadn't met John, I'd probably be travelling but more in tour groups because I'm not as outgoing, for instance, as John. He'll go out and talk to anybody where he's taught me that, yeah, I can do the same now. But And it's just you're out walking. If you're walking for a few hours, you enjoy a cuppa at the end of it and can talk that night about what you've seen and where you've been. Yes, it is. It makes it easier, but we have met a lot of people who do it by themselves and who probably talk to others more because they are by themselves. That's right, and they
0: interact with lots of other people and make that the way they get the company. Yeah, that's true. Yes. And so your extensive trip,
1: did you sell everything up and you just took off? Did you just... Yes, uh, basically. I had 25 acres at Maria on the south coast of New South Wales and uh, luckily it sold a couple of months after I retired and... We were asked where we were going and before it sold, and I said, well, if it's summer, we head south, and if it's winter, we head north, and that was our whole plan. Okay. That's uh, how you move around the
0: country continuously. Yes, continuously, yeah. Yeah. So now it's been eight years, so that's, that's a fair amount of time living out of a small confined space. So what is that like? I guess it, it certainly means you declutter regularly.
1: <laughs> oh, definitely. Very little housework. No yes. gardening, yes. no garbage to put out once a week. <laughs> um, and we, I can say we save a fortune because it is. I've basically said I have, you know, six or seven shirts, four or five shorts. I think we've both got one good outfit, which we haven't worn for its weddings and funerals only. When we buy a new shirt, one's got to go because there's not enough hanging space. Um, room in the caravan. We're very aware of weight issues all the time. So... We save a fortune on those little things. I think I counted up I own 10 pairs of shoes and that includes Ugg boots and thongs. Yes. Ten pairs. Right. Six pairs, sorry. I own six pairs of shoes. Yep. That includes Ugg boots and thongs. So. Yeah. Yes, it's it's the yeah. whole tiny house living, isn't it? It so, is. Yes. Yeah, no, and if we fun. ever stop travelling, which we're not planning to unless we're too sick to hook the caravan on and know which direction we're going, yeah. I would only want a small very small place yes. after living in a caravan for so long.
0: Mm. No, that's a very interesting, and so you've actually done it very cost effectively. So I'm on your post with caravan and camping. Last year you spent six seven thousand six hundred on fuel, and twelve hundred yes. on the caravan, and all the uh, camping and national parks averaged about three dollars fifty a night.
1: That's right.
0: And and what's nice is you stay about five nights in each place. So you really have a good look around, don't you? You really unearth what's there on offer rather than um, just a fleeting visit, which is, is actually, you know, the depth of that trip. That's very, very nice.
1: The idea is we don't want to revisit somewhere. Yes. So I do a lot of research as to where we're heading in an area because we don't travel very far, you know. Every four or five nights, we'll move on a little bit, maybe 100, 200 k's, mm. and then explore that area. So the idea is we don't want to have to re-travel that road and mm. explore something because we find down the track we miss something. Yes, that's right. Because yeah. the cost, the biggest cost is fuel. So yes, yeah, sure. To mm. travel that same road again simply because you miss something is a bit silly. So. that's very, very, very true.
0: And so, and you've done uh, just under 300,000 Ks,
1: have you? Or was it a new car or was it? Uh, No. Interesting. When we sold up sort of, you know, had four weeks from the contract was signed. So we had to go and buy a caravan and a car. We bought the caravan at the Sydney show, caravan show. And then we had to buy a car that would tow it. And at the same time, we had to sell our old cars and our old caravan. So it was a chaotic four weeks. I can imagine. Of yes. getting prepared to head off, yeah.
0: No, that's good. To see. But how many kilometres have you actually travelled
1: in the last eight years? So the car itself has travelled, I'm just doing some maths in my head here, the car itself has travelled probably 290,000 kilometres. Yep. And the caravan, uh, this is our second caravan, the caravan's total is probably about, 85000 So we find we probably, the car goes three times as far much as the caravan.
0: You're right, you do find the caravan. Our, I guess, so and we, I guess if you're not limiting to where you're going, and you know, I guess there's some pretty bumpy roads, so you're getting yeah. most of the caravan.
1: We are. And our first caravan, it nearly made the seven years, and then we just The repairs were starting to get up. You know, caravans are not made to live in permanently and do some of the roads. You know, we did the Gib River Road in the caravan and, of course, we've gone from Winton to Laverton and further a couple of times. So they're not meant to do too much of that. We do have a tent and all our camping gear in the car as well. So, you know, we did the Simpson Desert, dumped the caravan at Alice Springs and headed off.
0: Yeah, super. Yeah, oh, right. Have. So you're really versatile and flexible of how you see the places. That's great. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, I must say, you've been yeah. traveling for eight years. So you must have. Have you seen a big change or an improvement in the tourism offering in Queensland, Outback Australia, and generally around Australia? And eight years is quite a long time. And have you seen a change or an improvement
1: in promotions or anything like that? I've seen a big improvement on particularly outback or smaller towns, not cities, offering what the grey nomad who's already got the shower, the toilet, the water, the solar power. In our case, we've even got a little washing machine. So they're offering what I call freedom camping, which is anywhere from, say, $0 to $15 a night. The bush camping, the little towns have realised that if they can offer a bush camp or a freedom camp, they get the money back with fuel and etc. Groceries and things like that, yep. yep. Oh, yes. Well, the cities, the bigger towns, like at the moment we're in Cairns, and I can say they haven't learnt that lesson yet. That's great. Well, that's really good
0: news, isn't it? Because and if you are staying four or five nights, well, you know, there, there's a couple of nights at the pub and there's a couple of other things
1: going on and a few groceries and. And we can do tours because yes. we're not paying. That's right. Caravan park, which we don't need the facilities in a caravan park. Yep. So that the money's being spread around these towns yep. rather than sort of all going out on accommodation. So yeah, no, that's a, you know, and we do. We often call in and if there's a town tour we'll we'll do that and you know, we don't just keep our money to ourselves. Yeah, no, that's terrific. And I mean that's a way to
0: experience it, isn't it? And often when you meet, meet the locals and you meet you know, you really hear the stories of the area too. I mean some that's, places that's the yeah. easiest way to actually you find all that out. So no, that's Exactly, yes. Yeah. And what I've also heard of campgrounds, just pay us what you think it's worth. So that's actually also quite a novel concept as well. So people basically... Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. And I think that's quite clever. That's being taken up, I think, throughout New South Wales quite readily too,
1: yeah. which is good. And there are a lot of places, people that ask for donations. Um, you know, if they're asking for a donation, we pay something yeah. always. Yeah, that's great.
0: Excellent. Yeah. The diversity of places, and you said you don't, so you try not to backtrack. And mm-hmm. I guess the Outback Way is a reasonably new and adverted commerce road that's being um, obviously utilised now by tourists, and because of the transnational route that it links Western Australia to yeah. Queensland. Do you think these are the sorts of? If you're going to go, and you know, you're going to be on the road for another eight years, then the development of these sorts of roads just actually chain you know allows you to to keep moving forward and not having to backtrack or you know I guess I'm just interested in your experience online on the Outback Way from Winton to Laverton and also just the value of of adding adding roads I guess to the network so that and bringing them online so that more and more people can actually experience them yes
1: look I think it's important like the Outback Way as I said I've I've definitely been across the plenty about three, four times. Yeah. And I can say that when I went across the first time from Bulia to Alice Springs, I swore I'd never do it again. It was (laughs) shocking, and that was back in, say, 2013. (laughs) Yeah, right. And then the second time, a couple of years later, was was quite good. In fact, we're heading, in another week, we're heading across, do the Hay River track, so heading part of the Outback Way as far as, uh, the Hay River Track, and then head down to the Simpson. Yes, true. Because we've already done which that's a bit we haven't done south from through the Simpson. So, and it, it's we're always looking for new roads to travel on. Yeah. So you've, have you done the Binns Track? We've done happens. just about most of it, not in one go. So yes. when we did the Simpson Desert, we went coming back from Mount Dare. We came up the Binns Track. Nice Old et etc., And we've we've done, you know, policeman's water hole from Marble Devil's Marbles. In fact, this next trip plat, trip that I was planning when I'm doing the Hay River track, originally I thought, right, I'll do the whole Bins track and when I looked it on the map I thought, Well there's only a few little tiny patches we haven't done and I didn't want to just Yeah go Fair. and do that. For the sake of it, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair enough. So you must have some highlights that uh, have stuck with yeah. you. memory.
1: Have you like um, a few of them for with us? Would be good. Look, the, the, my, we walk a lot. We like walks. Anything under th- four or five hours, we're happy to do. Anything over that, we don't. The highlight for my walking would be the Kings Canyon Rim, yes. Walk. That was just. You know, I think they said three and a half hours and I think we were on it for five and a half because we kept stopping and we're exploring bits of it and we take our thermos everywhere we go and had lunch. It was probably like by a long shot the highlight of any of our walks. The area that I have enjoyed the most was uh, the Kimberleys and I'm, I haven't been to the Bungle Bungles or anywhere there. It was basically the Gib River Road and up to Mitchell Falls -hmm. Uh, And Columbaroo, we spent eight weeks doing that. Absolutely love the Gib River Road. And probably my second was Tasmania. Yeah, true. Because of the walks, because of the walks. Mm -hmm. But Tasmania is an amazing place because you don't have to travel very far. For five months, I think we only traveled 12,000 kilometres. Yes,
0: that's
1: right.
0: (laughs) And and it's worth just having a really nice look around Tassie, isn't it? Because it's a.
1: yeah. Uh, I felt five months was a little bit short because there was still a couple of things we didn't get to explore. Uh, we would have liked to have gone to Flinders Island, but just couldn't fit it in. And No, that's right. You know, that's... The years is the highlight. If we don't like where we are, we move on. But well, that's true. You don't have we to We haven't stay really around, found right? much of that. But well, that's yeah. really good, isn't
0: it? Yeah, there's always uh, something of interest for you. Yeah. Um And so yeah. now you've because of your experience, you must have some good tips and tricks of what to bring or what not to bring. Um, or did you um, offload quite a bit when you first started because you brought too much? And any particular oh. items that you must not leave home without for those people who are thinking about
1: lap? Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, interestingly, because we'd sold up this 25 acres and we loaded everything we needed into the land cruiser we'd bought and You know, the next day, walked up, went, drove to Sydney and picked up the caravan. And then luckily, we were heading up at that stage, my parents and my son were living in Brisbane. So we headed there. By the time we left Brisbane, we would probably unloaded half of what we packed in the thinking things we'd need, which we just realised was ridiculous. It wasn't going to fit into the caravan and the car. And we did weigh the caravan. It was so overweight, I went nuts. We can't do this. Yeah, right. um, so so what's the advice first hint would be... Clothes and things? Sorry. Lots of clothes went, you know, you really only need two sets of sheets. And so everything that had was more than doubled up, so the sheets, the towels. John had bought enough tools to sink a ship and <laughs> had to get rid of quite a few things. So... Yeah, my son ended up he was in the army at the time and he ended up with huge box loads of tools that he'll probably never use either. But uh so anyone planning a big trip, that's what I would be doing. I'd be taking off for a month and go back home and unload half of it. Yeah, yeah. That you realise you don't need okay. Just take, take, yeah. do a do a bit of a recce. <laughs> do a bit of a Yes. Oh, and then, of course, there's things you you didn't think you need that you do need. So we've actually got a storage container. We bought a shipping container to keep anything we wanted to keep out of our house, which hmm. wasn't that much. But we, when any time we're back near Beagle, where the shipping container is, we sort of have a list of things that are going to be offloaded from the caravan and a few things we want to add back on. So it's right, sort of always changing a bit. Mm. Oh, well, that's um, good though, and that that makes it uh, and also something. It's like something new, isn't it? Like we haven't had, you haven't seen it. <laughs> that, that's right. Probably Wikicamps, the app Wikicamps, mm. is my bible. Okay. It has. It's not just for finding campsites. You know, which include caravan parks. It's also for finding tourist attraction and and walks. That's to me. I. I do a lot of research using WikiCamps and then I might go into an information centre and I feel like I know more than the person when I'll ask about certain things I go, Oh, I forgot about that but it's someone's put it on WikiCamps because it's a walk that they've done or a, you know, something they've seen that they think is other people would enjoy. So Wikicamps is my Bible. I probably look at it every day, even when I'm not moving, just sort of planning my next part of the trip. Yep. Hmm. We do a lot of bush camping because, we, you know, we're both from properties. We enjoy being out in the bush. Yeah. But the one thing we don't do is say only bush camping, only free camping because if we want to go to a city, for instance, and see Sydney, there'd hmm. be no point in driving 50 kilometres every day just so you get your bush camp. Yeah, that's right. So we do stay at caravan parks to save, keep coming back into an area of, you know, Mm. Yeah, that's right. I mean, in
0: some places it just makes sense to stay what's available, where you know, in a park or whatever
1: else. And, well, that, uh, yes, and you just keep changing yes. it up based on where you are. That sounds like a really sensible... And thing. if it's very, very hot, we plug into power and have an air conditioner. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> I've See? learned if, if I'm somewhere really hot, I don't care if the caravan park's $50 a night. Well, I do, but, yeah, we make yeah. take advantage of what we...
0: Otherwise, you're not going to stay out there, are you? You've got to, no, to that's be right. enjoying it, and it has to be. You have to be able to yeah. access the
1: comfort that when when you require it. So, good on yes. you, excellent. Other tips: Do your research. Like, don't sort of think I'll only need two days here because there's nothing there. You need to do so much research to whatever your interests are. Our interests are a lot of walking, a lot of seeing countryside. I can say that every time we see a shearing shed, John insists on stopping and checking it out and, <laughs> you know, cattle on the side of the road. It's not, it's not cathedrals um, in Australia, it's the shearing shed. <laughs> yes, you name it. We've been to every shearing shed on our route, I think. <laughs> so, and by doing research, as I said, you don't backtrack, so you're not using the extra fuel, which is your biggest expense, and the, other, the main one is try not to have a deadline. Yeah. So that when you come somewhere, and I'll give the example of Winton, when we first were going through Winton, it was going to be an overnight stop and I think we were there for nearly a week because we didn't have a deadline so we could explore properly. Yes,
0: that's right. And there's there is so much to see at Winton. And there certainly is. I'm interested, you're saying doing the research and you mentioned Camps, Is there any other kind of key research tool that you use, like online or is it, are the visitor information centres the key point of reference? or Look,
1: I go into, well, Wikicamps and visitor information centres I'll go into to get extra information. If I pick up, I'm a member of the CMCA, so they have a news uh, wanderer that comes out. If I see an article that I'm thinking, I'll either store it in my mind, I want to see that, or I'll go online then to have a look at what there is, you know, what an article says. So I do a bit of research online. And other people, yes. when you pull up at a bush Thanks. camp or a caravan park, mm. ask them where they came from and what they what was good there, etc. Mm. Yes, other people. It's amazing. Like we've just we're come now. back from a week, yeah. we're a, we're. Mm-hmm. a month to Cape York, and mm. there were quite a few places I thought I'd explored. I've been up there twice before, but only for a couple of weeks each time, and I thought I had done my research. But just talking to people in the Camp sites, and they'd say, "Oh, don't miss this, and don't miss that." And it was like, "Oh,
0: mm, yeah." And also, it's really important to do the research because then you can actually book ahead too. Because there must be some tours and some things that you might want to do that actually need you need to book. Otherwise, you yes. miss out. And, and to be yes. there on the right day, because not all tours happen every day.
1: Oh. And that's that's a big. In thing. fact, today I'm ringing to book the trip over the flying over Lake Air in about three weeks' time. because I know it's coinciding with school holidays so yes I know I need to make sure it's booked I mean hopefully as it gets closer if the day doesn't suit I'll be able to change it but I just want to get that booking in there
0: no that's great oh wonderful that's really good and thank you for your time and thanks for the for the wonderful um snapshot of your last eight years and and just (laughs) it's wonderful to talk to people out there doing it and we did we do get a lot of People interested in doing the lap, and you know, we, a lot of families are really seriously looking at it to take, you know, take the kids out and, and actually just get them out to have a look around. Which, yeah, you know, highly valuable for a learning experience, and also it's a wonderful thing for the families to ca- reconnect and and get together again. So. And, of course, um, then, no REs are, are well and truly know all about that and, uh, and are busy with it. So that's good. That's terrific. Thanks so much. No. It's- and um, please feel free to contact us in, the, in a couple of years, if you like, or whenever, and we're happy to have another chat. It'll be really good. Love to. Thanks Helen. Thanks, so Thanks, Louise. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to the Outback Way podcast. Our notes and links will be on our website, outbackway.org.au. You can subscribe to our newsletter, buy our guidebook and download the app if you haven't already. Please join us on Facebook, Outback Way, Australia's Longest Shortcut, and on Twitter at Outback Way 1. The Outback Way podcast is all about your trip. We're really trying to make it easier for you and give you valuable information to make it more enjoyable. So we'd love your feedback. Send your questions, comments and travel stories to info at outbackway.org.au and if you share your story, we may even feature you on this podcast. Thank you for joining us through the heart of Australia on Australia's Longest Shortcut. Cheers for now.